Hi everybody, this is Gat Sad. I thought that I would uh, briefly weigh in on the contested uh, Florida bill, the quote, don't say gay bill, that has getting a lot of people upset and Disney now is weighing in. All sorts of people are, you know, in a hysteric fit. So I, I'd already quickly looked through the two bills. This is, let me just see the names, SB1834. That's one. And the other one is, let's see, HB 1557. Okay. Uh, I looked through them very quickly. I didn't get into all the, the legalese stuff, but I, for example, uh, looked, I did the search word for the word gay because, you know, it said don't say gay bill, uh, which demonstrates to you how uh, good marketing uh, can be very effective in this case the marketing of the anti-bill, uh, the ones who are against the bill, very uh, duplicitously but very intelligently refer to it as the don't say gay bill. Now, not only does it not say that in terms of its content, it's the gist of its content, but the, the word gay is never mentioned. In uh, looking at it, the thing that struck me the most is that it basically refers to the idea that, you know, you... You, the schools cannot become uh, the guardians of or supersede their role over parents. Parents are ultimately the ones uh, who control the trajectory of the moral development of their children, as you would like to think that should happen in a free society. Wherever you have totalitarian regimes, they try to break the nuclear family and even in cases where it's not totalitarian but it's a you, you know utopian unicornia of communal living the kibbutz you know everybody would uh, have their uh, kids growing up together communally rather than you know in a traditional uh, you know f nuclear family context and this is precisely why there's something called the westermark effect which i talk about in this book the evolutionary basis of consumption where when you have kids that grow up together as though, uh, you know, they're from the same household, even though they're biologically not related, they end up having a sexual uh, revulsion toward one another. So in the case of the kibbutz, despite the fact that you have all of these hormonal teenagers running around in the kibbutz, they're not having massive sex with each other because their brains have coded all of these other kids as though they were their siblings. Uh I only do this uh, as a as a tangent to explain to you that it's not only the case that totalitarian regimes seek to eradicate the structure of the nuclear family, and it it uh, of course it is uh, it can lead to serious issues. For example, BLM was also on their website saying that you know uh, they they were against they were for the eradication of the nuclear family. So. Parents have the right to shape the moral trajectory of their children. It is not up to some teacher who is uh, potentially woke and has blue hair and a nose ring to decide that it's time for little Timmy and little Linda at the age of six to learn about uh, you know, gender orientation and gender expression and sexual orientation and sex and so on. This doesn't mean that those are issues that shouldn't be addressed at some point, but it is not, everything in life is about timing, right? 
look, let me step back a second and tell you about uh, the ethics of advertising to children. So when I teach in a consumer behavior course and I ask my students, what is the framework by which we can decide when it is ethical, moral, legal to target children with advertising? And so they give all sorts of answers. And the the the, the correct answer, rooted in an understanding of cognitive development of a child is that you certainly should never be allowed to target a child when the child doesn't understand yet that the advertisement is meant to be a persuasive intent. Once I understand that the advertiser is trying to convince me of something, persuade me of something, then at least I have the the cognitive weaponry to counter-argue against those messages. So at the very least, you can argue, hey, if you are below a developmental stage that would allow you to recognize advertising as a, uh, you know, uh, as a mechanism for persuasion, then you shouldn't be targeting children. So now we come to a similar situation here. Uh, if you're in university or maybe in high school and you want to talk about the contribution of uh, the LGBTQ community, uh, BTQ community in particular areas uh, as part of uh, the history of civil rights in the United States. Of course you talk about it. But talking about sexual orientation, gender identity, gender expression with children who are from kindergarten to grade three, uh, a very good argument could be made that this is obviously not an age-appropriate time to be doing that. Most children who are five years old are not concerned about, you know, whether you are pansexual or non-binary or transgender or or heterosexual or, or bisexual or queer or uh, homosexual or lesbian or and so on. That's not where the development of a child is when they're five. Take, for example, Jean Piaget, arguably the most uh, eminent Uh, developmental psychologist uh, of all time. Well, he, of course, proposed that there are these markers, these cognitive developmental markers, whereby, you know, a child who can solve a a cognitive task when they are four, you know, most children, if they are developing properly, might be able to solve that task when they're four. But when they're three, most children can't solve it, precisely because there is a ontogenetic, there's there's a developmental marker that serves, if you'd like, as the, you know, I've arrived to this cognitive developmental stage. So by the exact same logic, using the exact same scientific rigor, one can make an argument that teaching about gender identity and pansexualism to a six-year-old is astonishingly inappropriate. Now, again, let me make this clear to the imbeciles who may not know this yet. I am about as socially liberal as they come. So uh, you couldn't have a greater ally to all of these groups than me. But my greater commitment is to the truth, to science, to logic and reason. So we can be fully immersed in a desire to free the world, the utopian desire of freeing the world from all bigotry, Okay, sign me up without murdering truth at the same time, as I explained at great length in the parasitic mind. So 
all of the people, including some people who have very large platforms, all of them who are hysterical. This is going to erase the existence of LGBTQ communities. This is going to cause an increase in suicide of all, you know, LGBTQ people and so on, or kids. Come on, be decent, right? Again, no one is saying that there should be institutional bigotry toward anybody, let alone children who might be starting to, you know, address some of these issues. But children don't address it when they're in kindergarten. And even if a child who is six wanted to speak about these issues, it's it shouldn't be in the context of a classroom. Okay? I am a parent of young children uh, who are now, you know, a bit older than that age. Uh, I get to decide how I shape the moral trajectory of my children, not a person from the state, not a public employee who typically comes from an education school, typically an education school that has been parasitized by all of the idea pathogens that I cover in my book. It's not for you to decide on the trajectory of my child. It's for me. That's why I'm the parent. That's why I am the father. Yes, I'm male. I'm not a cis male. I am male. Okay? So, again, the problem that we're seeing in society is that people have succumbed to a truly orgiastic form of tribalism. You either support the 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 or you're either against the Florida bill in question or you wish to see the genocide of transgendered people. Come on, life is a lot more nuanced than this. It's an affront to human reason and human dignity for people to speak like that. By the way, yesterday, Ron Perlman, he's the actor who, uh, at least I know him from being the kind of grotesque, he played the character of a grotesque uh, 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 monk in uh, in The Name of the Rose, a movie that I love very much. And uh, he came out and, you know, released a short clip, F you this, F you Ron. DeSantis, you're a Nazi, F you, gay, 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 because he's basically saying that, you know, he's going against the edict of don't say gay. So I wrote to him very politely. I'm just going to paraphrase. I said, uh, you know, dear Mr. Perlman, I I was truly very polite. Uh, You know, number one, you you might want to actually read the bill to, and hopefully that will assuage your concerns because no honest person can read the bill and then come away thinking that the bill is about erasing, you know, the LGBTQ community and, you know, forcing people to not say gay. I mean, it's insane. It's silly. It's, 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 you know, it's an insult to, to intellectual honesty. So that's one. And then I said, and you might wish to, you know, refamiliarize yourself with notions of civility. You don't need to, you know, be doing F this and F that to get your point across. So that was it. Please read the bill. Hopefully it will assuage your concerns. And number two, you could make your point without, you know, being so frontal in your insults and curse words. If you saw the hate that I received simply for saying that, and it's, of course, it's coming from people who ostensibly are saying they're all for tolerance and inclusion. And I have to tell you, some of the people who've been the meanest, the nastiest, the most diabolical, the most threatening have been exactly those who preach 
from this side of their mouth about tolerance, and from this side of their mouth, they tell you how they're going to burn you in the ovens. So there you have it, folks. Those are my thoughts. A, a decent person, a, a reasonable person, an intellectual person, an honest person is able to recognize that good people can have differing opinions on important matters. Now, some things are scientifically established and there is nothing to debate. Some things are historically established or they're just facts, right? Idaho is not in France. That's a fact. If you say otherwise, you're wrong. But whether you think that uh, the death penalty is a good idea or not, whether you think that the U.S. should be an isolationist country or an interventionist country, what, what are your thoughts about monetary policy? There are very good arguments to be had on either side of the aisle. That's not because I'm trying to be kumbaya. As any of you know, I do take very definitive positions on issues. But for many issues, life is complicated. There are good points as to why you should support the death penalty. There are good points why you shouldn't support it. And whether you fall on one side or the other doesn't make you an immor immoral person, a morally damaged person. So all the people who are arguing that anybody who supports the Florida bill, Dave Rubin, and by the way, I was shocked. I mean, I knew that Dave husband, Dave's husband was gay, but I never knew that Dave was gay. So that came as a shock to me. And so Dave Rubin came out and explained how, uh, you know, the the people who are saying things against, you know, that, you know, don't say gay bill are insane. So is he a homophobe? He's gay. At least his husband is gay. Okay. I know tons of gay people who've come out and said, sorry for that. I didn't mean that as a pun, but who have come out and said, uh, you know, they are for the Florida bill. Are they also homophobes? Some of them have transgender children themselves. Are they transgender phobic? So again, it's it's so tiresome. You know, I've been fighting this stuff for almost 30 years. It's always this hysteria. It's always this, you know, hysterical, emotive nonsense, right? There are reasonable people who think that it is wrong for teachers to be discussing their sexuality or the prospective sexuality of six-year-olds. That's the right side to be on. If someone were to speak to my six-year-old about those issues, it wouldn't go well. As it didn't go well when my daughter was in elementary school and some of this bullshit was being espoused, I wrote to the principal. So I get to decide how my child is raised morally. You deal with arithmetic, you deal with reading, you read with history, and you stay the F out of the moral teaching of my children. Have a good day, everybody.